quiet and awkward while we're waiting for them to tell me uh, we're live on Facebook, right? Oh, we're live! Uh, welcome everybody who is with us here in person and welcome those who are with us online. Uh, we have flowers on the altar. These are um, in memory and honor of Ellen Cummins. There was a service here yesterday. Um, and today is the last chance, we, our last chance to submit some names for our new coffee gathering we're going to have out in the uh, entrance area. So that'll be between services. You can stop by and see your friends, get to talk to people, get some coffee. Hey, take that coffee up to your Sunday school class. So it's a lot of fun, um, but they're wanting a name for that. So let them know what you think that should be called for our new coffee gathering. So this is our last Sunday to pick up these. These are tornado buckets. These go to... Um, the United Methodist Committee on Relief, uh, UMCOR, and there's a list inside. It tells you everything you need, but there's good news. There's only four of these left. A ton of people have gotten them, but if you would like to get one, they're out there and uh, at the entrance, and you can grab one. There's four left. They're due back next Sunday, so, and if you can't find everything, just highlight what you couldn't get, okay? So, um, also want to let you know there is a rose on the altar. Uh, Charlotte Poland is a new baby born, and the grandparents are Jeff and Kathea. So give them a big congratulations when you see them. Um, and I want to show you now some pictures from our youth and kids uh, at our Wednesday night Valentine's party. These are great. Look how awesome our kids and families are that are here on Wednesdays. So I show you these not just to say how awesome our kids and youth are on Wednesday nights, but you can be a part of it. So we have dinner at 5.15. You can come eat with us. It's a lot of fun. We're a little rowdy in the gathering room. You'll love it, but you can sign up for those dinners. Um, and Pastor Sam's going to be starting a Wednesday night class that you can join for 40 days of prayer. Always something fun going on on Wednesday nights. Um, also wanted to let you know we have a multi-age Sunday school class that's still going on. It's at 10. So right after the service, stop visit with your friends a little bit, then come up to the gathering room. We have donuts, and, and it's great. We have a blast up there with our Dream Big series, and all ages are welcome up there. This is my last announcement that Pastor Sam's going to be back next week. Yay! So, um, and he is starting a series, 40 Days of Prayer. He's going to have a small group with this book as well. This is a devotional book, um, but you can also journal in it. It's really cool. They have those for sale here at the church, I think, for $13. So really cool if you want to grab one of those. They're a lot of fun. So um, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come here together and worship. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now this beautiful day, would you stand up and sing with us? Count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God is never late Is working all things out Working all things out Oh yes I will Hold you high In the Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is 
is heavy all my days oh yes I will I count on one thing the same God who never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me
The praise team is awesome, aren't they? They're amazing. They're amazing. You may be seated. Um, so this morning, as we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering, I also wanted to let you know, because I know a lot of you know my friend. Um, so if you go to Sunday school, you're sticking around for a little while, you'll see somebody coming to the traditional service. Our friend Nan, uh, Nan McFadgen, is moving to North Carolina to be with family. So if you see her today, give her a big hug. Nan has done so many awesome things for this church and for this community. I'll tell you, just last year, she was the one going to firehouse subs and taking all these subs for the missions team to the hospital um, and taking stuff to the fire station. So give Nan a big hug today when you see her. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. So um, you can give, uh, and the offering plates are at the front and the back, and you can give online as well. Uh, we couldn't do all the awesome ministries here at this church without you. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we thank you for the um, gifts of tithes and offerings. And God, we also thank you for the many gifts of uh, service and time. We thank you for all the, the volunteer hours that go in to, uh, to this church as well, God. We pray that you'll continue to use this church to have a great impact in this community. That, and, and even these uh, tornado buckets that we will continue to, to help out through the whole state of Alabama and around the world, God. We thank you that we have the opportunity to do that. God, we also at this time, we lift up our homebound members. We lift up those who are recovering from surgeries. Uh, and we lift up those who are hurting and have unspoken re prayer requests. You know what they are. God, we lift them up to you today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. 
I think that was the Carrie Underwood version of How Great Thou Art. It's pretty awesome, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it was. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I think that was the arrangement. Am I right, Carrie Underwood? It was. Okay. Okay. But better than Carrie Underwood, only here at Gadsden First Methodist. So um, I told you earlier about this new series we have, 40 Days of Prayer. But you know what? I forgot to show the video, but it's awesome. So here it is. I want us all to get excited about this and all be excited about prayer during the season of Lent.
So I hope that video does more than make you just want to go to the beach, right? And when I saw it, I was like, I want to go to the beach right now. But I hope that it encourages all of us to be in prayer during the season of Lent. Um, so I've been following a lect- the lectionary uh, passages in 1 Corinthians. Um, so I'm continuing with that today. And today, Paul is still talking about new life and transformation. Um, the church in Corinth must have really struggled with this idea of resurrection, right? They really wrestled with transformation. Um, so Paul's focusing on that still. So if he kept focusing on it in 1 Corinthians, I say we're going to focus and still talk about it too. So the passage that I'm going to read, when I read this scripture to the youth, they just stared at me afterwards and said, that made no sense at all. So you may think that when we read the scripture, but stay with us. We're going to talk about it, all right? This is 1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 38 and 42 through 50. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or of some other kind of grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dis- what is sown in dishonor is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a physical body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there's also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not, not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust, and is the man of heaven. So are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born of the image of the dust, the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. When I, what I am saying, brothers and sisters, this, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. That was confusing to read, wasn't it? When you read it, you're thinking, what did we just talk about? Paul's really trying to get the idea, right, of resurrection, that our physical bodies are going to die, but our spiritual is going to live on because of Jesus. Um, And and like I said, Paul was stuck on talking about this because they must have had tons of questions, tons of questions. Um, He writes in verse 35 about how a seed uh, dying is part of transformation, so they were really wanting to talk about this topic. Um, the beginning talks about our physical bodies are going to die, spiritual live on. Um, that's good to know, right? It's good to know that our spiritual bodies are going to live on. I've done so many funerals the past two years, and to know the hope that people have that they're going to go on forever. Um, but uh, what does it also have to do with us here today? Because uh, we know, we've heard it said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's an awesome thing to celebrate. Um, But the start of this passage talked about a seed being planted uh, or sown. It uh, it is raised up to be something different. Um, So we're talking about transformation on the here and now as well. Our spiritual transformation or our resurrection is in progress. A seed is just that. It's just a seed when it's planted. Um, But if a seed gets water, sunlight, good soil, something awesome is going to happen to that seed, isn't it? 
Not me, because I don't really plant or grow things, but some of you do. Some of you do. Some of you garden, I bet. But something awesome happens when you do that. Uh, You could say it's the same with our spiritual journeys. We're like a seed, but if we had water, we could say that's meditating on Scripture. Uh, We could say good soil is is, um, reading Scripture. We could say uh, the water is like prayer. And we could say the sunlight is keeping our eyes on Jesus, right? We will be spiritually transformed into something better. Um, And we could even say being around a good group of friends helps us in the transformation process too. They help keep the weeds away, don't they? Don't they? So transformation is a constant work in progress. We can attend church maybe, you know, we, we could attend or, or uh, be a part of church maybe just once a year and, and not really have a devotional or any alone time with God and never serve. And you know what happens? We're not really going to transform much, are we? We're not going to transform much, are we? Because it's a constant process of God changing us. We have free will, right? We can choose to stay exactly where we are or we can create time and space for the Holy Spirit to transform us. I will say we have to remember in this transformation process to be patient with ourselves and with each other. Um, Because uh, we've been plugging away, a lot of us, at this spiritual discipline stuff for a long time, and we still sometimes have bad attitudes, right? And we still sometimes could say, I really struggle to show kindness to my neighbors on Monday morning, right? Am I the only one? Um, and, And you could say, I don't see the fruits of the Spirit all the time in my life. Those are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Uh, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. We don't always see those in our lives, so we got to keep plugging away at it, right? We learned last week in our multi-age Sunday school, which is at 10 a.m. You should all come. We have donuts. It's great, but we learned an interesting fact last week, and I don't even know why we, or we learned this fact about a seed last week, but we learned that an avocado seed could take up to 13 years to become an avocado tree that is pro- producing avocados, that's wild, isn't it? So we've got to remember. So if you're going in the avocado business, it's going to take a while, all right? But, but it reminds us that transformation, it is a process. And sometimes it takes a really long time for us to get where we want to be, right? It's a constant thing. We always have room to grow. Um, so we can't expect ourselves or our neighbors to get it right all the time. But we should be able to. We should be able to. We're going to do 40 days of prayer. We're really going to focus in on the season of Lent, a spiritual growth. We should be able, after our 40 days, to say, I've noticed some change in my life, right? I've noticed a change in my attitude. I've noticed that I'm treating others a little better. Maybe, maybe for 40 days we can look back and see some change, some growth in us. So I've used this illustration at church before, but our spiritual lives, to me, are a lot like Cracker Barrel. So, and I know you're thinking, I love Cracker Barrel and I always talk about food because it's Sunday morning, and what happens on Sunday morning, we're all hungry, right? But our spiritual lives can be like Cracker Barrel. Sometimes we just hang out on the porch in our spiritual lives. The porch at Cracker Barrel is cool. It's got games. It has rocking chairs. You can hang out with your friends, right? And sometimes in our spiritual lives, we just, we just stay in that one safe place. We don't dig any deeper. But if we want to dive in... door and invites us into the cracker barrel, right? It's our free will. We can choose to go deeper in our spiritual lives. Sometimes, like I said, we're satisfied just to stay on the porch, but I want to encourage all of us to go inside, go a little deeper, because when we go deeper, you know what there is inside the cracker barrel? If you go inside, get off the porch, there's fried okra. That's good stuff. There's pancakes. 
there's like a chocolate cake. There's a chocolate cake with Coke soda inside of it. I mean, it's amazing. You guys are all going to Cracker Barrel after church, aren't you? So like there's all kinds of stuff if we get off the porch and go a little deeper, right? We go a little deeper. So that's what I'm encouraging all of us to do during the season of Lent. Um, Because God wants to shape us into something more. Shape us into something more. Now, I've made it sound like okra and pancakes and everything in the transformation process is good and fun, but sometimes our transformation, we'll realize, it's going to cause sacrifice, and it's going to cause us to get rid of some junk in our lives, and that'll be painful. But the reward is going to be awesome. The reward is going to be awesome. Um, Because it can be difficult to transform. Did you notice in this passage, it talked about Adam, the first man being made from dust? Did you hear that? I can't help but the season we're in to think about Ash Wednesday, which is coming up on March the 2nd. Uh, This passage talks about Adam being made from dust and Jesus, the last Adam, being made from heaven. If you've never been to an Ash Wednesday service, you might be watching online and you're saying, what is he talking about, Ash Wednesday? Um, That's coming up March the 2nd, and in that service... The minister will, Pastor Sam or I will put a cross of ashes on your forehead. Uh, It reminds us to repent and the remorse we have for the wrongdoings we have done. We acknowledge that we have work to do in our lives, right? To draw closer to God. Um, And you may think, well, gosh, it's not till March 2nd. Why are you already talking about Ash Wednesday? Sometimes Lent, the season of Lent, Ash Wednesday, it all creeps up on us, right? I can remember several times, even while working at a church, where I'd be like, oh no, Ash Wednesday's in three or four days, and like, I don't know what I'm going to give up. I don't know what I'm going to sacrifice or how I'm going to try to draw closer to God during the season of Lent. So I want to give us all a good week and a half fair notice that Lent is coming up. I want us to take the next week and a half to prepare ourselves to really pray and say, God, what is it that you would want me to sacrifice in my life? What is it that you would want me to add in my life to draw closer to you? Um, On Ash Wednesday, I said we repent of the stuff we've done in our own lives, but we also repent as a group of believers, right? Um, When we do communion uh, in our church, we read a liturgy that says, we have not loved our neighbors like we should. We have not heard the cry of the needy. We say these type of things. So on Ash Wednesday, we could say, we haven't done enough, God, as a group of people. We need to draw closer to you, right? We need to draw closer to you. In youth group on Wednesday, we were talking about Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent and and spiritual transformation that it all leads to during that season. And Of course, the the conversation of Mardi Gras came up because that's the day before Ash Wednesday. It's Mardi Gras. Or or in in, in churches, you might hear Shrove Tuesday. Or your friends might call it Fat Tuesday, right? It's that day before Ash Wednesday where people go wild. They're going to eat all the things they want and and just go crazy. And, And of course, people can go really way too far with that. I understand, but... It started, with, from, from, um, it started from a spiritual sense, that whole idea, right? It started from a spiritual sense. Um, but did you know that the colors, even in Mardi Gras, actually stand for stuff? I didn't know that. Um, but the king of the carnival had colors back, as far as back as 1872. Uh, and I thought this was cool. They'll explain it to you, so I'm going to explain it to you, too. Now, um, in Mardi Gras, I doubt they use these as spiritual things, these colors, but we're going to see the colors of Mardi Gras everywhere the next couple of weeks, aren't we? The next week and a half, we'll see them everywhere. So um, I just wanted to say how we could think of these as spiritual colors when we see them out and about. Um, and, and they're different than our liturgical colors. Um, but, but they say for Mardi Gras, 
that purple stands for justice. Purple stands for justice. So as we see these colors, we're repairing our hearts for Lent, we can be reminded, we can be reminded that Jesus wants us to stand for justice in our community, right? That Jesus wants us to grow in standing for justice. Green is faith, is what they say for Mardi Gras. We want to remember that during the season of Lent, approaching that Jesus wants us to grow in our faith, that we have some areas that need a lot of work to grow in our faith, right? During the season of Lent. Gold is the, is the symbol of power for Mardi Gras. Let us be reminded of the resurrection power and the power Jesus has in our lives, the power to transform situations. All right, going back to Ash Wednesday, all right? Ash Wednesday, I said we repent. Uh, we're reminded at Ash Wednesday, and like I said, you may have never heard of Ash Wednesday before, but there's Old Testament scriptures that talk about people repenting with sackcloth and ashes. I remember when I was new to the Methodist church, I was like, where did they even come up with this tradition to do that? There's Old Testament scriptures where people would do that. During the season of Lent, that's Ash Wednesday to Easter, we remember that Jesus fasted for 40 days, right? Sacrificed. We remember that the people of Israel wandered through the desert for 40 years. We repent. We remember the sacrifice that Jesus had for us. And, and we remember that Jesus wants us to grow spiritually, to, to, to uh, be a blessing to our neighbors, right? So Ash Wednesday could seem kind of like really harsh, right? We're just repenting. We're remorseful, right? But there's some hope here, too. There's a lot of hope here, too, because I love this. The symbol that's put on our heads is a cross, right? It's a cross. It reminds us of Christ's sacrifice for us, but it also reminds us that we belong to God. It's exciting. We are loved. We are beloved children of God. Even though we have this ash on our forehead when we realize that we mess up, we know that God loves us despite our mess-ups. We belong to Christ. Did you notice that scripture I read that seemed a little confusing? But it talked about Adam being from dust, and then it talked about us now bearing the image of Christ, right? We have that cross on our forehead. Let us be reminded that we will bear the image of Jesus. What does it look like for us to be image bearers of Jesus, right? What does that look like? Because we are being transformed. You could say today, well, I don't look very much like Jesus the way I act. We're being transformed, right? It's a process. We're being made into a new creation. Again, I talked about Ash Wednesday and Lent really early, but I wanted to prepare us. I wanted to prepare us. We have some awesome opportunities. This is one, right? To get a journal, to write, to pray, to really dig in and grow closer to Jesus. I'm going to ask um, Jay to help me with something. Jay Hedgepath, I'm not going to pour this on your head, I promise, I promise. All right, well, yeah, we can stay right here, actually. So um, I want you to, during the season of Lent, people give things up, right? I don't just give up food because to me that's just a diet. To you, you might give up food and that reminds you to pray. It reminds you, it reminds you to draw closer to God. That's fine, right? But you might say, I'm not giving something up. I'm just going to add five minutes of prayer in the morning. I'm going to add a walk every day where I just talk to God. I'm going to write a letter to somebody I need to forgive every day. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your thing is, but be creative. Be creative. Uh, the youth group, when I was at Southside Methodist, I gave a bunch of ideas. And the wildest idea I gave was from a Catholic website, Jay. It said, sleep on the floor for 40 days and pray for people in other countries that don't have beds. The kids did it. That's wild, isn't it? It's, it's wild because I couldn't do that at my age. My back would hurt. So, like, there's... 
Be creative. Share ideas with your friends. Share ideas with your Sunday school class. Online people, share some ideas of things you can give up for Lent, things that will help us grow, right? So I just want to show you something. Jay's going to hold this. I would say a lot of us are on an empty cup, right? A lot of us are on an empty cup. Or maybe, maybe Jay, would you say sometimes our cup's half full? We, we have kids in the house. They, they can need draining at times, right? They can drain our cup. <laughs> so look, our, half, our cup is half full. So um, this is what I want to happen during the season of Lent. If we just spend extra time with God for 40 days, all of us, can you imagine if we're spending time with God every day and allowing our cup to get full? What's going to happen? What's going to happen if we keep doing that every day for 40 days and like really digging in? Our cup is going to overflow, overflow. We're going to call the, the J bucket here. We're going to call this the city of Gadsden. Can you imagine if the people of Gadsden first were all overflowing? The love of God, the way we want to reach people, it's going to overflow into Gadsden, right? Our spiritual growth, you can sit down, Jay, thank you. Uh, but our spiritual growth is going to, it's going to flood over into other people. That's what we want to happen. As we transform, we want it to spread to others. I'm going to close us in prayer. Loving God, I pray that each of us, that you will prepare our hearts for the season approaching. That you will show us how you want us to transform. You'll show us areas of our lives that we can sacrifice, give up, or areas that you just want us to grow in. I pray that you will fill up our empty cups. I pray that we will be excited to be image bearers of Christ. I pray that we will want to transform the city of Gadsden. I pray that your love, your grace, your mercy will flood out of this place. I pray that people in Gadsden will say, there's something going on over there at Gadsden First Methodist. Those people are excited about Jesus. They're doing crazy stuff. God, fill our cups up and let them overflow. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
ask God, how, how do you want us to transform? What areas of our lives do you want to shape and mold? And may we be willing to sacrifice those things and grow and be transformed in our faith to be image bearers of Christ. Go in peace.